On this week's show, finally ready to go, we hear from Dover Athletic Manager Andy Hessen-Tyler ahead of their season opener at Maidenhead. Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to for the real stuff to come, uh, come along now and uh, obviously fans back in the stadium, it's, uh, it's quite exciting. Enjoying a new challenge, Dartford winger Danny Leonard on his move from Sheppey United. It was a surprise during pre-season, I'm sure um, I know Dartford working to get me here. Um, and I'm pleased I'm here and I'm pleased I've had a good start. And FA Cup heroes, we hear from Kennington boss Dan Scorer. And these moments keep coming for us. Every, every round we go in the FA Vars or every extra round we go in the FA Cup is, is now the, the, the biggest game in the club's history. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast. Sorry, that's the award-nominated Kent Only Podcast. Uh, we are still looking for a sponsor, so if you're interested in getting on board, please get in touch via social media. Let's get the Ponzi bit out of the way first then. We have this week been nominated for Best Podcast in the Best in Non-League section of the Football Content Awards, uh, which we're obviously chuffed about. But now we need your votes. There's two ways of doing that. Firstly, as my co-host did in a matter of minutes after the nominations, you tweet the following... I am voting for at Kent NL podcast in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best in non-league and slash or you visit footballcontentawards.com slash voting and seek out the best in non-league category and vote for us. While you're there, you can also vote for the other categories and among best content creators in non-league is Ben Brown, who does a lot of stuff with Punjab United, as well as friend of the show, Ollie Bayliss, either of whom would be deserved winners, if you ask me. Right, that's that out of the way then. So on with the show. As always, I'm John Phipps, who between speaking these words and editing them is going to see the best band in the world play in Margate. And on the line now is a man who, after two weeks in the South, probably wishes he was was not anywhere near the Isle of Thanet. It's my good friend, Matt Gerrard. Living the dream, you say, my friend. Yeah, back to normality, unfortunately. So, um, but there you go. We'll have to get on with it, really, sort of thing from there. Yeah, coming into my manner, John. So, uh, where you has, Matt, suit, mate? Yeah. I've, I've already got my... I, in the world. I've yeah. got my I Don't Know Matt Gerrard t-shirts uh, printed and ready to wear, so... This, this, this band in the world is... Biffy Clyro, of course. All right, yeah, still don't know any of their songs. Tickets are still available, mate, if you want to come along. Still don't know any of their songs. That's right, you can watch and learn. Uh, how many, where is it, the Winter Gardens, is it? No, it's a Dreamland. Oh, well, that's quite big, it's just like a big hall there. Oh, it's outdoor, that must it, be. It's outdoor, indoor, outdoor concert at Dreamland, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, right. So how many people can go there? And get well, loads, it's not a sellout, so, um, but I'd imagine it's, I think it's about 5,000 at least, so... Uh, yeah, it should be really good. I'm really, oh, really right. looking forward to it. It's their first concert in 678 days. And I saw the next to last one that they played. So oh, it right. should be really, really good. And um, in between times, they've released a new album. Their new album was out a year ago. They've not played any of those songs live. So it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Why did they choose Margate? Come back to. I think it was just venues, really. I mean, they're, they're playing uh, Red and Leeds this weekend. And they obviously wanted to do a warm-up and there was a, a spot. They only announced it a fortnight ago. Uh, and then the tickets went on sale and, and I got one and, and here we go. So, um, yeah. The hardcore really... fans will be there if they haven't been on it for 600 days. Oh, yeah. There, there's there's people travelling from all over to go down there tonight. So, um, yeah. But I'm obviously just driving up, uh, picking up my mate on the way and then going to the concert and then I'll be driving home. So, I'm going to be absolutely shattered tomorrow, but it's going to be worth it. Good stuff. Well, I hope you enjoy yourself. So, yeah, you, any you any COVID? Did you have to do anything there to prove it? Yeah, I had to uh, provide, uh, you know, you get the NHS pass thing oh, to yeah. show. Um, so I've got that and I'm going to do a test as well before I go. So I'm, I'm doubly safe uh, just to make sure that I can definitely get in because I'm not travelling all that way to be turned away 
uh, over something or other. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it is worrying at the moment. Obviously, lots of um, cases springing up, but it's an outdoor event. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's all going to be OK. Uh, and I just I'm just really, really, really looking forward to it. And this is silly because when I listen to these words next and I'll be the next person, isn't it? I'll have seen the gig. I'll have known how brilliant it was. So um, but fingers crossed it all goes well. So that's all cool. good. Uh, are you glad to be home? Uh, yeah, yes and no, really. Yeah, back to reality, but it's nice to come home. So um, um, I had to mow the lawn yesterday, which took absolute ages. It was like a forest, which annoys me a little bit. But yes, back to reality. There was sunshine in here, and it wasn't really shining on holiday. So um, <laughs> in some ways, it's uh, from there. And talking of mowing and trimming, I understand that uh, the new love of your life is set to have a haircut today. Is it her first? No, no, she had a few. Um, from is she that. all right? Does she behave? Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, well, some bloke does it sort of thing, but she is on heat at the moment, so you've got to be careful. Oh, Start humping your leg. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, I'll I'll send you the video of uh, humping my wife's leg if you like after this. Not anybody else wants to see it, but it's quite funny. Um, I, I'm sure there's some laws against stuff like. That. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's yeah, yeah. move on. It's our 179th episode this week. I've got nothing. Soddle. It's 180 next week. So at least that'll be something we can talk about. Uh, I did promise we'd stop this when we got to the highest house number I've lived in, but right now that seems a bloody long way away. Uh, so we've got three interviews for you this week. It's actually been a real struggle to know where to start, but in the end. It's Andy Hessenthaler who has won out. The Dover Athletic boss was hoping his side would be able to start their campaign against Solihull Moors last weekend, but himself and others in the club tested positive for COVID, meaning the game was called off. But now he's back and ready to go this week against Maidenhead. And earlier this week, he spoke to Matt. Yeah, I'm really excited by it, to be honest. Obviously disappointed last week because we couldn't start because of the COVID issue. But, um, you know, that, for me, that's over now. We can... Um, we can now prepare this week, uh, ready for for Maidenhead away. We've got a, a fantastic uh, result on Saturday at Saturday, so it's, uh, it's going to be a tough start for us uh, away at their place. But yeah, I'm just really looking forward to for the real stuff to come uh, come along now, and uh, obviously with fans back in the stadium, it's uh, it's quite exciting. Now, how, how difficult was it when you, when yourself were pinged and other players were pinged, and you had to cancel the game against Solihull just the weekend just gone? Yeah, no, it was disappointing because we were going along nicely in terms of preparation. We got the squad together. Uh, we were getting good games under our belts. Uh, so it was coming together quite nicely and we were, we were prepared, you know. And, uh, and unfortunately, myself uh, got, got COVID along with a, a couple of other boys. And, um, you know, so it's, uh, it, it stops us from, from playing along with not just ourselves. There was, you know, Yo didn't play and uh, Grimsby didn't play. So which is a shame for everybody. But, you know, it's, as I say, we've, we've been back in training um, and we're, um, we'll get ready for, for, for Saturday and uh, look forward to it. You've got, you've got a sort of a whole new team, not many players left from uh, last season. Uh, are you happy with your transfer business you've done? It's sort of, to me, a mixture of youth and experience and, of course, you know, Ricky Miller, he knows no introduction to the Dover yeah. fans. Yeah, no, I've been pleased with the recruitment, you know, uh, Obviously, we were given the budget, uh, which was obviously a lot less than, than has been, but we knew that was coming, obviously going part-time as well. So, um, And I was quite fortunate to get the likes of Ricky and Ben Williamson, uh, people like that, uh, to the club um, that have uh, got a good pedigree. Um, but I think it just works for them, that our situation works for them, you know, in terms of being, us being part-time. Uh, they, they've got other jobs now and... Um, so yeah, uh, and we've got, a, a, as you say, got a mix of, of ex, uh, youth and experience. So, oh, you know, the balance of the squad, I'm, I'm quite happy with, and uh, you know, but only time will tell, won't it? I mean, once we get into the real stuff, and we've obviously got 
uh, the, the, the minus 12 to start with, uh, which is a change in itself. But, um, you know, it's a change. We've, we've got a five on and we've got to try and, and, and overcome it. And um, let's hope that with the group that we've got, and we get a little bit of luck along the way, keeping injury free. And, um, we can get a bit of momentum and we can start clawing that minus 12 back as quick as we can. How do you approach the minus 12? Looking back, I know I've not been a doom and gloom merchant, but sides that have started with minus 12, they struggle, I don't know if it's psychologically, that you think you know, you're know you always chasing the, the pack, so to speak, um, and haven't been successful to do that. How, do you, how are you going to approach it? Is uh, get to zero um, as quickly as possible? Think, or, uh, well, yeah, I just think we've just got to go and say, listen, it's the way everyone says each game, it's the old cliche, but you know, I think um, for us, we... We know what we've we've got to do. Uh, what we can't do is panic if we don't do it, you know, straight away. Um, because if we start panicking, then I think we'll end up having a causing ourselves problems. So we've got to, you know, be as relaxed as we can. We've got to go out there. We've got to, hopefully, you know, the emphasis would be on more the opposition because um, they know our situation over the summer. Um, you know, but it puts them, they're, they're ex- almost expected to perhaps beat us, um, the situation we're in as well. So maybe there's not so much pressure on us, you know, even though that we, we will put pressure on ourselves because we want we want to, we want to stay in this division. Um, so I think we just, you know, we've just got to not get carried away if we lose a game because we're going we're gonna to lose games, going to have lows this season. And I said that to the group that, you know, if we have a low, we've got to bounce back from that pretty quickly. We can't just shit and sulk about a, a, a loss or whatever or about performance we've got to respond to that and uh, you know I think it's going to be key to the experienced players we've got in the squad uh, to work with these younger ones that wouldn't have experienced the situation I presume you're looking at the league it's um, there must be certain sides that you've sort of targeted who you think right we think they're going to be down the bottom we've got to win the matches against us and do you look at it I know, no disrespect when Wrexham come whose budget is and there's the other teams whose budgets are so much bigger than Dover. Are they sort of bonus games? Would you look at it? But it's the sides you yeah, think to be around yeah, you've got to be. Yeah, I think you have, yeah, I think you have to break it down a little bit. I think we've got a pinpoint, and that's no disrespect to them teams that we would, pin, would be pinpointing. We've we've got to do that, um, you know, because they're the teams that we feel that perhaps are going to be in and around uh, that that sort of bottom area that we've got to target, and they're the, they're the teams we've got to sort of. We've almost got. To, do a double over them type of teams I feel with a, with a point situation we've almost got to go and beat them home and away really um, so yeah I mean that's what we've got to do and like you said when you're playing against your Scott Balls the Rex your Chesterfields and Notts Counties you can go through and your Dagenhams you know we've got very big squads and good squads and financially been able to, to put that together even the Ovals and Torquays it's their games that I feel perhaps there's not so much pressure on us, and you know maybe that that will help us. Maybe that put more pressure on them, and you know certainly we be nice to think that we can go, we can take points off them, especially at home, and uh, that will help us. So, but we have to narrow down a group of, of teams that we feel perhaps are going to be in around us, so we need to we need to take points off of. You've got two non-league sides, so to speak, at the week, weekend. Made their way, you mentioned, and Bournemouth Wood. You know, both very good managers, both very good teams who may not be in the top end of the table, but they'll definitely be um, stronger this season. Yeah, I mean, you just said they're two good managers. Uh, Alan Devonshire, I know really well, played with Alan at Watford, so we were total teammates, but he's done a fantastic job of making their day 
they've been pretty much part time. I think over the years, I think it's this year's the first time. I think mean, they've gone full time, I believe. So um, she's been sort of crying out for to, to do, and I think mean, they've done that now. But yeah, I mean they've got they've got both they've both have won their games as well. So um, and as you say, Borgwood. I know him well. The, the manager is he's, he's, he's he's again a decent lad, and he's a young manager and up and coming. And every year they, they seem to get good squads together. So I lost their, their tallies man in Shimango as well. We've sold they've sold him, but uh, I've still got good recruitment. In. So yeah, but they're games that we feel that we can we have got to think about taking points off and get we've got to get points on the ball. So. Um, you know, we'll look forward to it. So we can't wait till Saturday. I think the boys are chopping at a bit now. Uh, get the real stuff come along. Play in front of some fans again. It was nice to do that for a pre-season. And let's uh, hope we can get off to start. We're all, all looking for, and um, you know uh, that that'll be great. What about yourself? You know, you've had some challenges over your long career. Is this the biggest one you've had? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean to start with a minus twelve and the situation that we're in financially. Um, you know, it was hard at Gillingham back in the championship days. I've got to say, when when teams were, when we, we stayed in the division each year and improved and then we started to catch up as financial, we just couldn't compete. So it was difficult at them times. But, um, you know, this is probably, the, yeah, without a doubt, the biggest change to actually start a season uh, off of minus 12. Um, it's it's going to be a real, real challenge. But I'm excited by it because I think every every person that's in football or in sport, if there's a challenge ahead of you, you, you want to take that challenge full on. And uh, I certainly will be doing that uh, along with the players and um, we'll have a right crack it. And let's hope that um, we can we can finish in fourth. That's, that's what we've got to look at. Finish fourth and bottom. We stay in the division and, uh, and then we can build again the, the, the season after. As we said last week, Matt, Dove had a lot of unfair flack over the past couple of weeks about this and, and listening to him there, it seems to have given them even more incentive to go out there and, and make themselves a nuisance on Saturday. Yeah, I, I said I've got no idea how good Dover are going to be this season. We could be absolutely wonderful or we could be relegated by Christmas. I'm Of course, I'm hoping it's going to be the former and we can knock that 12 points down. But I will be using your minus 12 line. <laughs> it's minus 12 here on Maidenhead, so I will... Um, use that so I apologise for using that the weekend yeah but it is it's good to see football um, a lot of people I've got a, quite a few fans again to Maidenhead uh, game on Monday uh, it is what it is uh, everybody lost who was who we expected to lose at the weekend so that's maybe quite good for us um, but yeah we've got a team to support if we stay up it will probably be a minor miracle but we'll give it a go and let's put some V signs up to some of these clubs in the north of the country who think we should be struck off and never kick a football again. How excited are you, generally speaking, to be back at football on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, from a point of view, I think our team is stronger on paper than it was last year because last year we didn't look like to score many goals. Um, and of course, Miller's come back. Miller is Miller. You don't know what you're going to get from him. He could be sent off after 30 seconds on Saturday or you could bang out-trick. So but that's, that's football for you, really, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I think I'm quite, you know, young, fresh team. Will they have enough now? Will they have enough experience to get some of these sides who will probably bully us like anything? But that's the National League for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask you at five o'clock. Well, five o'clock on Monday, after watching us twice, or the twice and looking at other teams, because we're probably playing Maidenhead and Bournemouth, two teams, I don't think it will go down. don't think they'll probably go up either. So 
maybe a good benchmark for us. If we picked up naught points and conceded seven and scored none, we'll all be being a bit down. But if we can pick up one win out of two, I might be a little bit more optimistic. So are we going to stay up? I've read a couple of people. I think on paper we've got a decent enough squad to survive if we had naught points and three went down. Minus 12 is, you know, it's a kick in the nuts and it? it's going to be tough. Looking at, looking at everybody else, I did a bit of homework to look at sides who've survived when they've had minus points and there's not many, to be honest. Um, uh, Juventus did win the league when they were in Serie B, so I'm holding on to that as some sort of benchmark. But yeah, you know, Sheffield Wednesday last year, I think Bournemouth one year, they got minus 18 and they survived, didn't they? So yeah, it's going to be tough, but we'll give it as good as we can. Do you think the fact that you're on minus 12 does actually give you a bit more incentive, though? Because, you know, if, if you you go into the game on Saturday and you already know it's it's us against them, they've they've made it as hard as they could for us. And by the sounds of it, this squad you've got is is by and large hungry. And you've got a hungry manager there in Andy Hessentari who wants to do well. Do you think in, in some perverse way, the fact that you're already bottom of the league by 12 points does give you that little bit of extra edge, maybe? Well, I think we should be using that to our advantage. Uh, absolutely. Um, saying, right, come on, let's do this, get some naught points as we can and then go from there. Uh, you go, we're going to go everywhere and everybody's going to be basically saying you shouldn't be in this league anyway. So it's going to be hostile where we are going to go. Um, so we've just got to use that to our advantage. And fingers crossed we can do and and we can get out of it. Um, I honestly don't know. Heart, you know, head ruling heart. My head says we're going down. I, I, I think we can get off the bottom, but have we got enough points to catch anybody else? I don't really know, but it'll be good watching it. It's going to be a, a roller coaster because there'll be sometimes we'll get out of the ground thinking, yes, we're going to do it. And there'll be other times thinking, well, oh, we're buggered, aren't we? So, you know, what, what is your opinion? Do you think we've got any hope? I, do you know what? I think you have. I think you, I think you've signed very well. I think you've got a manager who's is experienced and a manager who. You know, when he was in the Football League, he was always at a team that everyone was always tipping to go down. When he was in the Championship, the first three seasons when he was general manager, they was everyone was like, well, they're going to be relegated. They're going to be, they finished 13th, 12th and 11th. You know, and looking where they are now, that that is a, an unbelievable achievement on a shoestring budget. And I think he's your key man, Andy Hassan Tyler. He, can, he will motivate that team. And the way he was as a player, the way he has been as a manager, he's he likes that backs to the wall. He likes that let's go and shut everybody else up, uh, stick two fingers up to him. That mentality, and and I think that actually really really helps. And as you say, I think your squad is stronger this year than it was at this time last year, without a shadow of a doubt. I think you know, and if Miller fires, Miller fires. If he doesn't, I, I still think you've got enough there to to upset some teams. I think you've got to get to naught points quickly. I think you've got to start well. I think that's really, really important. But I think there is a chance you can stay up. I mean, I certainly think there's one team that you'll be 12 points better than. And going by what happened there at the weekend, probably 12 points better than as well, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so that, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I, I'll say so I'll ring you back on my tribal back from Maidenhead at the weekend and you'll you'll gather by my first couple of words to you where the, my mood will be so but there you go no, it's looking forward to it yeah and it's nice and you know it's been not good for Dover fans over the last seven or so months so like, let's enjoy it anyway and it, at the end of the day it's only a game of football it'll be some highs and there'll be some lows but it'll be good fun and I'm sure the list of clubs that you have that you don't like will be ever increasing over the course <laughs> of the next eight months or so yeah yeah, yeah. it's getting bigger and bigger mate yeah but yeah so. but the only thing is Dover normally you know 
gonna, against the better teams, they do well. So, and, and look at it on paper, everybody's going to be better than us. So there you go, we can look at that as well. Absolutely. Bromley also hit by a COVID call-off at the weekend. So they too start their season on Saturday uh, when they make the relatively short trip to Dagenham Redbridge. And then on Monday, they host Eastleigh while Dover at home to Boreham Wood. Uh, I always ask you this, Matt. So who's going to be promoted for the National League? Uh, where will our two Kent sides finish? Bromley will be very close to the playoffs. Promoted anybody but Chesterfield. And yeah, I've... I probably think Chesterfield might win the league, but I don't want them to. But I'd rather Wrexham. They've had, you know, Wrexham have had their time in there. You know, they're not, you know, they've had. I think, behind, I think and they're the only side, apart from Dover, who've been in it long enough. So I've got no problems with Wrexham spunking money all over the place. So um, yeah, get rid of them. Good luck to them. But anybody but Chesterfield. He's avoided the question there. Where are Dover going to finish? Third from bottom. Oh dear. I'm going to say Wrexham will win the league. That's my shout. I think Bromley will be in the playoffs. I think they'll be fourth or fifth, something like that. I think they will get in the playoffs definitely this year. Um, and I think they're going to have a good run of it as well. I've been really, really impressed with the business that Andy Woodman's done there. And, and they've kept hold of Michael Cheek as well, which is massive uh, for them. And Dover, oh, go on, let's play the game. Yeah, you're going to stay up, mate. How about that? Oh, right. You'll be happy, Matthew, if that's the case, won't it? Absolutely. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be putting... Uh, B sides all day to the National League if that happens, wouldn't I? You know, <laughs> get banned from the grounds by that constant B side. Who's your last game of the season against? Uh, home. I think it's something. I think it might be Kings Lynn or something like that. Well, today. Uh, let's have a look. Because uh, I mean, I'd really like you to get banned from somewhere else <laughs> on the for celebrating Dover staying up, running, doing a streak across the pitch. You know, uh, Weymouth home, a, a ninety-five pointer. Yeah. Home to Weymouth, yeah. So, Wowzers. where do we go before? Yeah. We do go to Chesterfield uh, a few ga- 20 near the end of the season. Oh, so wouldn't that be great? You stay up, stop there winning the league. Oh, you <laughs> be the best day of your life, mate. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, into the National League South then where Matt saw his first proper game of the season at the weekend as Dartford made it two wins from two with a 3-0 win over Slough Town uh, after the game he caught up with Danny Leonard who is already making an impression after his summer switch from Sheffield United so here is Danny discussing making the move up the pyramid to join the darts it has yeah um, as I was saying to some of the boys earlier I think I come into this league a little bit unknown not, um, and for me as well not knowing a lot of the teams I'm playing against not knowing your position left backs um, I think where I was, played against them a couple of seasons, they knew me, I knew them, so I had to adapt my game, but I've come here as a fresh start and just trying to take them by surprise really. But, um, I think I've had a good start, a couple of assists, could have had a goal today, but um, no, a good performance again. What is the, you know, it's a quite a big leg, three steps, isn't it, to scaffold to this level, what have you found the main differences? The speed of the game, definitely the speed of the game, I think even in training, playing one, two touch, I think um, decision making's a lot more important. I think I could get away with a little bit more at that level. Um, no disrespect to that level. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed playing it. But I think that's given me a base to come and, and play here. As I said earlier, I played against two National League t- uh, sides in the FA Cup last year. Played really well against them. Um, so I knew, I knew I could do it. But it's just having a having a good first game last week was important for myself and confidence. Um, playing well again today and another assist was uh, was really important for me. How did you move come about? Were you looking to move up the level? Did Sheppard, you know, a club that wants to get up through the levels? Was it something you were looking for? Was it a surprise? Um, it was a bit of a surprise, to be fair. Um, 
I loved I loved my time at Sheppey. I think that the fans treated me great, the, the staff treated me great, and it was really good. In every player's mind, they they always want to progress, whether it's in in the Championship, League One, League Two, and whether that's with the same club or or getting a move. But um, I think I impressed in one of the games I said about just a minute ago in the um, FA Cup last year. So I think there was my name was kind of put out there. Um, but no, it, it was a surprise during pre-season, I'm sure. Um, I know Dartford were keen to get me here. Um, but no, I'm pleased I'm here and I'm pleased I've had a good start. The players you're playing with, no disrespect to players you've played with before, you know, high level, New Hussein, absolutely unbelievable today. So, you know, can only improve your game? Yeah, he, he, he was great today. As, as we said in the dressing room, with everything that's going on in the world at the moment, I think he was outstanding. Obviously, something in the back of his mind. Um, but no, he, he was first to every second ball. Uh, the balls played out to me were unbelievable. His goal was ridiculous as well. I think he, he made three or four of their players look silly in the goal line. <laughs> I think he, he fooled me as well. I, I turned away before he put it in the back of the net. But no, all the lads have been really good to me. I think, again, coming up from three leagues above, in the back of my mind it was, how am I going to get treated? Or how is everyone going to look at me at the club? But every single person from the, the staff to the players has... has Welcome me with open arms, and no, really glad to be here. Steve King, you know, you see him on the, the sidelines. You know, very experienced manager at this level. What's he like to work with? He's great. I think he's won um, won everything at this kind of level, taking teams up. Um, again, I didn't really know anything about this level to be honest. Playing in the league, I was. Did at. you watch any of these games when you're this level? I think. Uh, to be honest, no, I wasn't. Obviously, focusing on my football mm. back then was playing Tuesday, Saturday. Mm. So obviously, I'd look at the results being like local, Dartford being a local team to where I live, um, along with like Gillingham and Maystone. But um, he tries to get the best out of me, whether it's little comments on the sideline, just to just to get me going again or decision making. But um, no, all the coaching staff they're great, great to work under, um, even in training, just trying to get the best out of best out of me so yeah it's been really good well you know any you know you play scaffold there's players in that scaffold level you think can jump up as well as you've done 100 percent. I, th- I think the gaps in the leagues now has has closed up a little bit i think there's players dropping down to try and help teams get out of those leagues um especially with uh, sheppy and chapman and teams like that there's players that um i was playing with that they could definitely come and play at this level or, or play at any side in this level but um yeah, no, I, I got the opportunity to come, so I've just got to take it. And what's the main ambition this season? Did you, did you expect to start the first couple of games of the season? To be honest, not not really. I think um, I had a little injury during pre-season, so that set me back a little bit. I was kind of on and off. I was trying to manage manage the injury as best as possible, whether that was missing one or two games and then playing the next, And whereas other players have played through pre-season. But I think I had a, I had a good impact when I come on in pre-season. So I think my name was in the hat to start. Um, but no, as soon as I knew my name was on the team sheet last week, I had to take that opportunity and kind of being the only wide player in the team, um, I knew that the pressure was kind of on to deliver and I thought I did that last week and, and did that today. So no, I was pleased. Well, Matt, I suppose it makes sense to ask you, what did you think of how we played on Saturday? Yeah, he's an absolute, he's an outlet, I have to say. His decision-making at times was raw and I think he probably he's aware of that but he was given the, the fullback Freddie Grant who has played National League a bit of a torrid time but um, he was always his decision making he was always looking to sort of go outside him which he had the beating of a pace but a couple of times he could have gone inside and, and passed the ball uh, a little bit quicker shoot him we had a couple of chances a bit like all of the Dartford side really that the, the shooting seemed a bit weak um, to put the foot through it but I thought he um, he wasn't out of place and if you'd have told me beforehand that 
he he played, came from the scaffold. I, he wasn't out of place in a very good Dartford team, and I think um, he'll get better as it goes along once he learns this league and when to release the ball um, and how to run a thing. But clearly, Steve King, who's got a head of a squad there, is thinks he's um, a bit of a talent. Yeah, and that's, and it's a big thing. I think you said there, you know, it, it's a big thing for Danny Lennon that he was given the opportunity to start the, the first couple of games of the season and stake his claim for a, a regular place. And, and so far, he seems to be grabbing hold of it. Yeah, I think he, he's done well. There's other players in the squad who can play in that role, but they've given him the, the opportunity to do it. I, I just liked, they, look, they will look good down the right-hand side with Winter as well. So uh, it, an option, uh, he set up the first goal, probably one of these times when he didn't have to think about it, the ball came to him. When he had to think about it, I think with with Danny, maybe over-elaborated, he needs to ball, move the ball a bit quicker. I think what Steve King was sort of telling him on the sidelines, but he's got two assists in two games, good ball to Aziz um, and in the back of the net. So uh, credit to the scaffold. And as he said in there, there's other players he needs to step up as well. Absolutely. You mentioned Freddie Grant there, the fullback, uh, Matt. Do you know who his favourite famous uncle is? Uh no, is his famous uncle got a man bun like he has? No, well, no, I don't think his famous uncle is into man buns, but his famous uncle is Martin Allen. Good friend of mine. I'll tell you that story about Martin Allen. Is it one for off the air? Well, he ripped me apart in an interview one time. No, 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 he ripped me apart in an interview. And I just, oh. when I was a, a young pup in the game and I just didn't know what to say, basically, oh. and he just co- completely ripped me apart. So I, I, I quite like him now. And I've interviewed him, I think for the Jills, he was okay, but he probably not remember me, but I'll always remember him ripping me apart. And I was like, really crying. There you go. No. Um, so Dartford, you impressed them? Very much so, yeah. Hussain, Noor Hussain was the best player on the pitch by an absolute mile. Uh, lovely player. He's one of these, you know, when he gets the ball and you just sort of let it run past the player. He took two players out. He's got two, he scored a good goal where he put a couple of defenders on the backside on the goal line when he could have, other players would have rushed the shot. Yeah, good player, solid. To be fair, Slough with my mate Ryan Bird now in defence weren't particularly great, but they, you know credit to Dartford who didn't let them play. Solid at the back, two good centre halves in um, Tom Bonner and, and the, the choice they've got. Hill was in there, two excellent fullbacks. Mead was very good down the left hand side. Winter on the right, and, and they've got creativity in the other parts of the team. Right, you know um, Matt Pantin uh, was there. He'd seen Ebbsfleet the previous week, and he said Ebbsfleet looked just as good or even better than Dartford. But Dartford were very impressive and I was impressed with Hussein. He was it was brilliant. He just ran the show in midfield and when you've got time like that at that level when normally players are coming at you to it twenty four miles, a million miles an hour, um, I think it shows that they're, they're onto a winner there. Good side, good side Dartford, I would say. It's interesting to hear Matt Pantin's comments there saying that uh, that he thinks Ebbsfleet and Dartford are pretty much on a par because Ebbsfleet were excellent. So I'm glad to hear Dartford are looking the part as well. So it's going to be quite a, a battle between those two, I think, for the for the top Kent team. But Maidstone also made it two wins from two with a 2-1 win at Chelmsford City. So are they going to be a threat? I, I think, and I've said this a couple of times on this show and elsewhere, I think Maidstone have recruited well. They've got goals in their team. I think they're in with the shout. Yeah, well, if you look at, you know, Pavey's been around the houses, but his goal he scored from Maystone, I looked at the highlights, was exactly what you need to do. Put the ball in the box and he will score. Um, and that season, a couple of seasons ago, when he started for Dover, when he scored three and two, all it was, put it in the box and he will attack it. I know he's had a few injury problems and he went to our, went to um, Barnet, Monkey Club Barnet, as they are at the moment, 
Um, it, it didn't work out for him, but Maidstone, where he started, well, he'll be loved by 2,000 fans every week. He, he could be a good player, and they, they have recruited well. Um, two two good wins for them from there, and you know I'm delighted for that. I think, I think Oliver Ash came back for his first game in a while, so he's you know he's been very supportive of this show. So I was delighted for him as well. So I'm delighted for you know the National League South, apart from Welling, the rest of them, maybe Tumbridge, Tumbridge and Welling, should say the, the three so-called big boys have all started very well. Yeah, two defeats from two for both Tunbridge Angels and Welling United. They both lost at home, uh, 1-0 to Bath and 4-1 to Hungerford, respectively. Uh, Everseat's trip to Chippenham was called off due to COVID-positive tests at the Wiltshire Outfit. Uh, this weekend, a bank holiday weekend, five Kent teams in the division, so there's not a single Kent derby to be seen. Uh, on Saturday, Dartford travelled to face Dulwich Hamlet, Ebbsfleet at home to Hemel Hempstead, Tumbridge Angels travelled to Hungerford, Maidstone at home to Billericay and a trip to St Albans for Welling United. And then on Monday, Ebbsfleet head to Chelmsford, Dartford host Eastbourne Borough, Maidstone go to Hampton and Richmond, Angels at home to St Albans and Welling take on Concord Rangers. Uh, some interesting looking games there and, and Ebbsfleet will be hoping to, to continue their good start and, and Dartford as well. I mean, Eastbourne Borough, their first two games of the season, ship five, scored five. So you never know what you're going to get from them now. No, but no, I think um, they should be looking to get results. They're interested to see how Maidstone get on. Billericay are a bit of a funny side as well, haven't they? So it's a shame that there's not any, at least one Kent Derby, rather than putting in the middle of a Tuesday in October than some of them are. But there's the fixtures for you. But so good when we're hopefully Welling can get, get going because that hasn't been the greatest start for them either, has it? So, no, I, know, I suppose that they play St Albans on Saturday. So do you think that'll be a tough test for, for Welling? Yes, because St Albans, they got on the weekend. Oh, they, drew, they lost, didn't they, to my other favourite team. Um, but they've started badly, but St Albans should be out there. But yeah, I think it's a work in progress for Steve Lovell. I don't think finances are particularly easy around there to get attract players in. But maybe when the transfer window shuts next week for, for league clubs, there may be players available that they might be able to pick up. Yes, uh, in the Isthmian League Premier Division, all three of our teams are still unbeaten. Two of them have got two wins from two. Uh, Folkestone were 1-0 winners at Corinthian Casuals, while Cray Wanderers came from behind to win 2-1 at Hornchurch. Uh, there were no goals as Margate met Carl Shorten, though. Uh, on Saturday, Margate goes to face Chessunt. It's Cray Wanderers against Worthing, Folkestone Victor at home to Enfield. And then on Bank Holiday Monday, Margate hosts Cray Wanderers, while Folkestone and Victor travel to face Merstham. And Cray Wanderers, uh, Matt, I think that's a really tricky start they've had. Lewis first up, Hornchurch, the FA Trophy holders away from home. They've got Worthing this weekend, but so far you cannot fault a thing Danny Kedwell has done. No, good, a couple of great results there. Um, I think, uh, you know, I'm interested to see how they got on. I still I didn't see if he's named himself as a player, but as a manager, two excellent results against sides will definitely be up there. Um, Cray, I think off the field they they're looking to move on up, and the appointment of Danny Kebwell as well is a is a good one. We've got to keep we've got to try and catch up with him, John. See how he's getting on with management. Absolutely, I mean a rookie manager, but he's come in. He's obviously been around the game, and 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 what a great start, and, and long may it continue. And if it does continue, yes, I will definitely uh, we'll be picking up the phone to get hold of him. Uh, nice bloke as well. Well, as a player, you know, I would be scared if I came into the dressing room <laughs> and, and I hadn't pulled a shift in if Danny Kebwell was looking at me, which. Some style is, is like the, the football management style that I would pretty like. But yeah, I'm sure if you're not doing your job, he'd be on you. And, you know, because he's been a winner throughout from where he's gone from the levels he came to and where he, where he ended up in his career. Absolutely. I remember saying to him when, when he got the job and we spoke to him on this show, saying to him, and exciting to start from scratch. And, and he's done really well. They've recruited well uh, and, they're, and they're living up to it on the pitch at the moment. So well done, Danny. Good start. And, and long may it continue. Uh, the FA Cup took centre stage for our Ismian League, South East and Scaffold Premier Division sides this week. 
you know what? It didn't go too badly, to be honest. Plenty of teams made it through to the next round. One of those was Kennington, who saw off Little Common 2 0 to reach the first qualifying round. And then they were drawn at home to Carl Shorten Athletic, who, as you've just heard, were at Margate at the weekend. So a big draw for Dan Scorer's men. And I caught up with him to discuss their campaign so far. Yeah, we've had a good start. Um, we were slightly disappointed with with the defeat on the opening day. Um, you know, but that, that's certainly given us a bit of a platform. Um, and taught us one or two lessons early on, which you know, which is sometimes encouraging, um, and you need that. But yeah, since then we've kicked on. Obviously, we had a good result against Sheppey, and then you know, since then four wins on the bounce. So we've got seven points on the board, and, and like you say, two very good wins in the FA Cup. So yeah, I'm delighted really. When the draw came out on Monday, uh, home to an Isthmian Premier Division side, is that as good as you could have got, or would you prefer to play someone lower down and try and get further through? It, it, you know, either or really, isn't it? You know, you say in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, well if we can get another step five side here or, you know, potentially a step four side, um, you can really give this a good go and just see how far you can go. But, you know, even with a step three side, we'll still be um, approaching the game exactly the same with the same confidence, looking to do all the right things. Um, and on the day with the magic of the cup, you never know what can happen. You know, we've had tremendous home form. Um, over the last three seasons since being at Homelands and, and we've certainly made it our own. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll still be confident and I'm sure the boys will give it their all. But yeah, it's a fantastic tie for us and uh, we're all looking forward to the occasion. It's probably one of the biggest days in the club's history, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, and, and these moments keep coming for us, which, um, you know, from the outside in sometimes probably sounds a bit boring. You know, every, every round we go in the FA Vars or every extra round we go in the FA Cup, it's, it's now the, the, the biggest game in the club's history. But, you know, um, it, to, to be playing a step three side in, in the biggest competition in the world, you know, that, that it's, a, it's a massive feat for, for a small village club like ourselves. How have you found the, the difference between the Scaffold Premier and Scaffold Division 1? I think I think sides are a lot more mature. They're a lot more disciplined. Um, they know how to manage the game a lot better, um, and, and that's something that we've had to learn quite quickly. Um, like I said, we were disappointed with the way that we performed on the opening day, but we certainly took a lot of lessons from that. And in the, just in the last three weeks alone, we've matured a lot as a group. Um, you know, that that's m myself as a management as well. We've had to take. Um, take a look at how we approach things, you know, tactically. Um, but, you know, they're, they're all lessons that, that we were ready for. Um, you know, we were ready to accept. And if changes need to be made, then then we'll roll with it. But like I've said to the players, we just continue to take each game in our, in our stride. And come Christmas, we'll see where we are. I think that was a big thing for you, wasn't it? The fact that you obviously you had the defeat on the opening day and then you played one of the top teams in the division and you got a result against them. That must have given you all such a, so much belief. Yeah, I mean, our, the, the first game of the season, we were nowhere near our what we know we're capable of. So, to to be able to play a, a side as, as strong as Sheppey, um, you know, I think obviously gave us one of those occasions where everyone's got to rise to it anyway. Um, you know, I know, you know, from my opinion and, and speaking to a lot of people, we were very unfortunate not to take all three points on the night. Um, but again, that, that came down to, to how we managed the game and, and showing the right discipline and maturity at the right times, which, you know, Sheppey did really well um, and, and they got themselves back into the game. But, yeah, we, we, we've continued to learn lessons and, 
you know, we, we have another big test coming up this weekend, two big tests in Glebe and, and Beersted. So, you know, we, we'll continue to just keep trying to move forward and, and doing things properly. Oh, you kind of bring to my next question, Glebe on Saturday, that they're, that they're a very strong side. They've had a really good start to the season. So, as you say, another test. Yeah, and these these are the kind of tests that you want. This this is why you work so hard to get to this standard, um, to be able to play clubs like this. And obviously, we played club at Glebe last year in the FA bars and, and won two 0 But they've had quite a bit of an overhaul. Obviously, a new manager come in, a lot, a lot of signings. Obviously, a lot of the boys that come in from Whiteleaf that have followed the manager, um, and, they, and they've started really well. They've scored a lot of goals. Um, you know, as, as have we. Um, so you know we're, we're not short on uh, we're not short on goals. Um, you know, defensively we need to tighten things up. Um, but they're just one or two individual areas that you know that now we've hit the ground running. Hopefully we can um, we can peter out a little bit. And obviously Bank Holiday Monday at Beerstead. This is what it's all about, isn't it? We're back playing football and to have two games in forty eight hours is probably just amazing after so long off. Yeah, you know. And I, we, we were quite unfortunate with um, with how pre-season went. We we started really really well, and um, the boys had put a lot of work in. And then we were we were hit with quite a um, a big COVID. Um, you know, a, a lot of the boys had, had got COVID. I think we had eight players in the space of a week. So so we um, we lost out on two games, to sort of smack bang in the middle of our pre-season. Um, and we, so we didn't do anything for 12 days uh, with, with training as well. So that that really um, that really unsettled us. Um, obviously, we lost a little bit of sharpness. So we only had one more game before heading into the season. So I did say to the boys, it does it, the first three or four games have had that that sort of pre-season feel to them. You know, we're, we're gradually improving, and, and, and Saturday in the FA Cup was was our first real 90-minute performance. So, you know, we, we certainly feel as, as if we're up and running now and, and to be able to be playing football continuously is, is massive and I, I, everyone loves it, which is, you know, which is what we'll do it for. And I suppose obviously it's been a few months now, but I guess it was a massive relief to you and, and, a, and happiness when they did manage to get you promoted because you, you deserved it over the past couple of years. Yeah, we certainly feel as if we deserved it. You know, a lot of work had gone on off of the pitch to... to to make sure everybody was ready, um, but ultimately the players are, are continually put performances on the pitch. Um, you know, ev- everyone was in the same position um, that deserved to go up. So, if it hadn't have happened, you know, we couldn't have really grumbled too much because I'm sure there would have been clubs up and down the country all in the same position. But you know, rightly so, we were promoted and and we finally get the opportunity to show what we can do at the next level. And just finally, what, what makes a, a good season for you? I mean, you've already started the, the good cup run, so you can take that one out. But I, I guess just, just making an impression on your first season up? Yeah, you know, and we, we continually speak about it being a free hit. Um, but the standards we've set ourselves in the past two or three seasons um, are very high, and that's why we've been so successful. So to come up and say, let's just see what happens, um, you know, that's not, that's not really what we're about. So we'll continually continue to set high standards um you know we want to obviously be as high as we can in the table um and then like i say come christmas we can assess see where we are and if we feel the the need to to make changes along the way to to get us to where we want to be um then we will but i have a lot of trust and a lot of faith in in the players that have got us to this standard and i, I know full well that they they can all compete and and 
move us towards the top end of the table. Um, so that's something certainly that we'll be aiming for um, but because of the high standards we set. So we'll, we'll just see how the season goes. But as I say, we, we'll continue to take games, each game in our stride. No games um, easier than the first, than the last or the game before. So, you know, or the next. So we'll just keep moving and moving forward. I think that a few people were expecting them to have a good season and so far, so good for them. Yeah, cracking results. And, and, and probably, you probably can't get a better tie in the FA Cup than Car Shorten. You know, they've got a well-supported team. We'll bring up some fans down uh, to home rooms to get something. Yep. Uh, little, what league are little common are they a level same level or a little I think they're the same level so they're Sussex combination or whatever it's called Southern yeah. combination so. so yeah cracking result get to the first round and you know doing things off the pitch and you know it seems to be a good start for the season as he mentioned there it's getting into that routine and getting to a different level and seeing um, how things work out but clearly you know he's mentioned the thing the little bit of nous it'll work with that but yeah fine you know if you'd have offered that at the beginning, you know, beginning of end of August, where they would be, you'd probably take your hands off. So it's uh, gone ahead of their um, probably the, the the plans they had for that for August. But yeah, fantastic to get to the first round and a cracking draw for them. Yeah, I think it was brilliant for them, as he said there. You know, obviously they lost the first game of the season at Punjab, and, and people might have been thinking, oh, and then they went straight into a game against Sheppey. You know, a massive game against one of the teams everybody's expecting to be up there, and they got a result. And he thought they could have even perhaps had more. So that shows that that. There's something there. They've got metal, haven't they? Yeah, I think a lot of the players came with them from the level, so they're used to playing with each other. They're used to winning matches. So, and again, you're raising yourself in a cup competition like the FA Cup, and they've been definitely been rewarded. So I'll be keeping an eye. We thought they'd be middle to, you know, bottom of the table, but we'll keep an eye and see what they can do. They've got they've got a goal scorer as well, haven't they? They've got a goal scorer. Who scores a lot of goals? Oh, uh, yeah, Gary Lockyer. We had him on yeah, the show, mate. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if you listen to this. No, that, yeah, <laughs> sometimes I do. Sometimes I do but yeah, but yeah, and you've got somebody who scores goals. And if you get that, whatever level, you, you're in with a chance. Absolutely. Well, yeah, good luck to them uh, in the next round. We'll obviously be talking about that as it goes along. But I'm just really impressed with with how they've done. And, and obviously, they've kept some consistency. And, and you know, they, they, they just look to be a club that's going places. So, well done to them. And, and thanks to Dan, as always, for his time. And definitely, Matt, definitely Kennington are on the list of clubs I'm going to go and see this season. Yeah, easy. I was going to say, how easy to get to... Eastbourne to Ashford's pretty easy, isn't it? Maybe. It's not too bad. It's an hour. It's an hour or so because the, there's no like decent roads really. So it is all sort of back roads. You've got to go over to Hastings and then through to Rye and then up from there. Oh, but yeah, it is definitely true. manageable. Um, so we definitely will be looking to do that one. Uh, at some point in the near future. Uh, elsewhere in the FA Cup, the tie of the round for the Kent clubs went all the way with Chatham Town eventually beating Ashford United on penalties to make it through after the two sides could not be separated over 210 minutes. There was also a replay win on Tuesday night for Hive, who beat Westfield 3-1 after an absolute thriller on Saturday. Have you heard about this one, Matt? It was a bit of a rumble. I read somewhere, so, it? well, it ended 3-3 with four red cards and four goals in stoppage time. Only one of the red cards was actually to a player uh, with an unused Hive sub, the Westfield assistant manager and Hive manager Steve Watt all sent off. It was incredible, though. Going into stoppage time, Hive were 2-0 up. They were then 3-2 down before a 96-minute equaliser got them the replay which is quite Same. astonishing. And then they won 3-1, quite calm. All, all calm on Tuesday night. Did they get the next round? we get there oh, in a minute. Sorry, it's, all down, it's on the next page of the script. I haven't read that far down yet. Oh, okay. No, but no, yeah, please, please. Yeah, but, you know, again, Steve Watt doesn't take any prisoners either. So, um, yeah, well, that, that was, I don't know if there's a video of that to watch the last 
four minutes of that. If you said to somebody, yeah, I've watched this, see what happens, it'd be crazy. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. It was the Belvedere 1 3 2 at AFC Croydon in their replay on Tuesday night. Uh, Seven Lakes Series tell me on Wednesday night in their replay when Sitting One also travelled to place Littlehampton for their replay. Uh, through it the first time of asking at the weekend, they were Corinthian 4 2 winners at Badshot Lee. Ramsgate, who came from behind to beat Hollands and Blair 2 1. Phoenix Sports beat Punjab United 7 0. VCD won 3 2 at Rains Park Vale. And Whitstable beat Alford 5 0. Sheppey United also made it through as their opponent, Salt United, had to forfeit due to COVID cases. Uh, but it was the end of the line for some of our sides with four suffering 3-0 defeats. K-Sports at Ballum, Beersted against Burgess Hill Town, Beckenham Town against Hastings United and Favisham away to Chipstead. Herne Bay also went out 3-1 at Bedford Sport, Bedfont Sports and Cray Valley PM were beaten at Uxbridge. Uh, Deal Town joined them on Tuesday night as they lost their replay 1-0 at home to Redhill. The draw for the next round was made on Monday's throwing up some interesting ties. I've already heard that Kennington will host Carl Shorten. There's a mouth-watering all-Kent clash in the offing when Corinthian hosts Folkestone Invicta. More on that one next week. Elsewhere, Chatham will travel to face Abbey Rangers, so a good chance for them to keep their run going. Cray Wanderers will be at home to either Stenningtown or Sutton Common Rovers, who replay on Wednesday. Irith and Belvedere at home to Chertsey. Ramsgate head to Harrow Borough. VCD Athletic of Won the lottery, I suppose. They're going to Jersey. Uh, Margate at home to Tame United. Phoenix Sports at home to Chipstead. Deals Conquerors Red Hill await for either Sevenoaks or Irith Town. Sheppard United at home to Marlow. Whitstable will take on Leatherhead. And Whitehawk will await for Sittingbourne if they can overcome Littlehampton. So, uh, obviously, the, the Corinthian Folkestone game. Anything else stand out for you there, mate? Um, awesome. uh, Margate, got, Margate got Margate desperate for a cup run. Um, they've got a home tie. There was another, was there another, did these, Seven Oaks was, Seven Oaks would have played Deal, wouldn't they? But if they go, got but through, Deal lost. Deal so. went lost. Yeah, yeah so. I see, I just checking back, see Chatham scored the 94th minute to equalise, sent it to extra time and then went on penalties. So, who did Chatham get the next round? Uh, Abbey Rangers. I think they're combined counties league. So that's a, a good opportunity oh, for Chatham. Yeah, good. Yeah, really good opportunity for them from there. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. Corinthian folks, then that stands out, doesn't it? What a tie that is. Yes, exactly. And uh, we will definitely have some preview for that on next week's show. Uh, I've already been tapped up by one of the managers involved in that game. I think everyone can guess who. I'll, uh, I'll try and get the other manager on, shall we? Oh, good work. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. You, you can do that one. I'll, I'll, and I'll speak to the other one. Um, before all that, though, there is a small out of two full programmes of fixtures in both the Eastman League and the Scaffold. So let's start with the Eastman League Southeast. Uh, on Saturday, Phoenix Sports travel to Burgess Hill. It's Corinthian against Ashford United. East Grinsider at home to Whitstable. Faversham take on Chichester. Herne Bay against Three Bridges, Lansing against Cray Valley, Ramsgate host Hastings, Seven Oaks are at home to Haywards Heath, it's VCD Athletic against Hythe and Whitehawk against Sittingbourne, which could be a cup tie in the next round as well. Uh, and then on Monday, Ashford at home to East Grinstead, it's Cray Valley against Corinthian, uh, doing battle again after their uh, narrow title race a couple of years ago in the scaffold. Uh, it's Hythe against Ramsgate, Phoenix Sports against VCD, Seven Oaks are away to Three Bridges and Whitstall host Herne Bay, big derby that one. And then on Tuesday night, Sittingbourne meets Faversham. Uh, some big games there and, and of course these teams have only played one league game Matt so they're going to be basically tripling the amount of league fixtures they played over over the course of three days yeah <laughs> crazy isn't it um, I don't know <laughs> I don't know the league planning from this but there's some decent looking games um, from that I suppose could do with a bit a couple of league games there must be some good Kent derbies that people go and watch so if you're a, a, a loose Loose thing this weekend. Try and see if you can catch one of the games. You'll see some good football at that level. 
Absolutely. I mean, there are some big Kent derbies and, and Corinthians weekend. I mean, they've already played high. They've got Ashford and then they've got Cray Valley. So uh, a real tough start for them. But they, they've won both their games so far. So we'll keep an eye uh, on how all of that plays out. Uh, in the Scaffold Premier Division, then there was one game on Saturday that ended Fisher 2, Welling Town 2. On Tuesday night, Beers to beat Russell 1-0. Glebe came from 2-0 down to beat Fisher. Uh, this weekend... On Saturday, Crowborough Athletic against Fisher, Deal Town at home to Irith Town, Everything Belvedere against Tunbridge Wells, Hollands of Blair against Tower Hamlets, Holmesdale against Beersted, Kennington take on Glebe, as we've already heard, it's K-Sports against Lordswood, Punjab United against Rustle, and let's face it, the only game in the schedule that most people are talking about, Sheppey United host Chatham, Saturday, 3 o'clock. What a game in prospect, that one. Yeah, a really big game for that, um, put down a marker either side they saw, we saw the game didn't we you know in july or june whatever it was the um for the the, the, the summer tournament um they couldn't be stopped on uh, um from penalties and that chatham you know started the season well bit of confidence that result against ashford shows they can live with it sheppy three wins out of four um yeah again with chatham having playing two league games a good chance you know to put a little bit of space between them sheppy against chatham i know we've got games in hand but I think really without, I'm expecting high figures attendance-wise there, John, would you say? Oh, well, I think so. I mean, there are a few people, uh, Sheppey fans, saying they're on holiday this weekend and, and, and that the game could have been a, a better time. But, I mean, it's, it's a real mouth-watering clash for the, for the, even though it's a bank holiday weekend. And, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a, bi- a big, big crowd. And it's an interesting one. Obviously, Chatham had extra time uh, penalties yeah, on yeah. Tuesday, whereas... Sheppey haven't played for a fortnight because obviously their FA Cup game was, was called off. So you're going to have teams at different ends of that. But I don't know. It's, it's a tough one because obviously Sheppey United would, would possibly could be a little bit rusty at the start. Chatham Town, on the other hand, have had a, a stop-start season and, and they may feel they're just sort of starting to hit their groove and they'll be confident after the way they've played against Ashford over two games. Yeah, um, I, I will expect goals in this game. Where would it say? I think they might counter out to out each other a little bit so maybe then you think the likes of Glebe and Eric who 100% records can think and they'll be hoping for draws in that game um as well yeah but yeah with Kennington playing Glebe that's another good test for them well yeah some cracking fixtures and well Irith and Belvedere against Summeridge Wells as well on yeah, Saturday we so, know, yeah, you know, big Wells games all of them. yeah yeah it is for a lot of for a lot of reasons both ends of the table so yeah I'll be interested to when I ring you after David 1-6-0 <laughs> to uh, get me the scores yeah, so Monday as well, obviously, fixtures in the Scaffold Premier Division. Bearsted against Kennington, uh, Canterbury against Deal Town, Chatham against K-Sports, Irith Town at home to Holmesdale, Fisher take on Tower Hamlets. It's Glebe against Irith and Belvedere. They could both be going into that with 100% records. Uh, Hollands and Blair at home to Sheppey United. Lordswood against Punjab United. And if you're of the ground-hopping persuasion, here is an opportunity to see two games in the same division on the same day. Because 11.30am on Monday, Rustall meet Crowborough Athletic. And then you can hot-foot it from there when that game finishes to Tunbridge Wells. to so watch Tunbridge Wells against Wellingtown at three o'clock. Well, if you weren't spending your day at Dover, Matt, I'd like to think that's the sort of thing that would be uh, wetting your whistle. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, I quite like um, visiting new grounds. And, you know, I know a few groundhoppers and, you know, they got a, they get a bit of a bad rot rap, don't they? So, but you know, if they love looking interesting grounds on there, if you, you know, there'll be plenty of you know a couple of hundred, three hundred people maybe going to both these games because they they love a ground hop. Certain people say. So. In the combined counties league, uh, Beckenham will look to continue their good start. They go to Nap Hill on Saturday. That's a trek, uh, and then they're at home to Rains Park Vale on Monday with a one pm kickoff there as well. So, if you're interested 
in going along to that one. Uh, Scaffold Division 1, they've been playing league fixtures, of course, over the weekend with no FA Cup for them. So on Saturday, it was Brydon Ropes 3, uh, Lidtown 0, Chessington Hook 3, Faversham Strikeforce 0, Croydon 3, FC Elmstead 2, Greenways 3, Forest Hill Park 1, Kent Football United 3, Westside 0. They've all stopped scoring 3 now because it's Larkfield and Newhithe 1, uh, Meridian VP 0, Rochester 2, SC Thamesmead 2, Staples Monarchs 2, Tooting Beck 1, Snodland Town 1, Stansfield 1 and Sutton Athletic 2, Lewisham Borough 1. Uh, and then on Tuesday night, there was one game which didn't it does, didn't actually involve any clubs from Kent, but it was Tooting Beck nil, Croydon, Croydon 3. Uh, and that's a good result for Croydon because I think that takes them top of the league again. So uh, it's, it's, it's a tight division that, but uh, they are top of the league. They've got 15 points, uh, but Sutton Athletic right behind them. They've got two games in hand. They're only three points behind. 100% start. Uh, for Saturn Athletics. So uh, it's already shaping up, Matt, to be a, an interesting division, that one. Fair play to Croydon, play six games already um, <laughs> on that. Uh, from that, But yeah, that league's getting going. Some of the, you know, the newer sides are struggling a bit. The thing that we, we thought Croydon would be up there. Sutton Athletic, we didn't really think, but uh, we'll have to see how we get. How my boys uh, Lidtown doing? My mate scored a two and two. So he didn't score this weekend, I think, did he? So, uh, no, they've, they've, they've got two wins, two defeats. So yeah, far. Yeah. They've, got, they've yeah, scored yeah. four goals all season. Your mate's got at least three of them, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so um, we'll see from that. We yeah. thought Snodland would be doing a bit better from that. So we'll keep an eye on But yeah, good getting, to be fair, the Scaffold, the Scaffold First Division, they're getting their fixtures done nice and early. So that's good to see. Exactly. This weekend, Chessington Hook against Snodland on Saturday, Croydon against Kent Football United, Larkfield and New Hive against Tooting Beck, Lidtown against Westside, Meridian VP against Lewisham Borough, 2pm kickoff as SC Thamesmead host Greenways and Stansfeld against Staples Monarchs. And then on Monday, again, fixtures Bryden Ropes against Meridian VP, Greenways against Faversham Strikeforce. Kent Football United host Stansfeld, Staples Monarchs against Lidtown, uh, and, a, and a derby of sorts, Snodland Town against Larkfield and New Hyde, which should be an interesting game. So if you're in the area on Monday, that might be a good one to pop along to, see how the uh, the new boys, Larkfield, who are already fifth in the table, get on when they take on Snodland, who are eighth. So that should be uh, a very, very good. It's going to be, uh, it's a bumper weekend in prospect of football. I'm going to try and get to a game on Monday. I haven't broached this subject with she must be a beige yet, but uh, I'm going to try and get somewhere on Monday. I've got a few places in mind uh but yeah it's going to be it's brilliant and and as i kind of said to, to dan scorer early on in the interview how good is it that we're sat here the week for a bank holiday weekend and we've got a f- two full programs of fixtures ahead of us we're, we're never going to take this for granted again are we no when you're doing a show for six well long nearly a year with no football mate we uh <laughs> we take anything that comes our way no but it is good to see um and hopefully well we're discussing at work now that you're finding more and more people who've got COVID who've got it now who didn't have it before so that is a concern going forward isn't it but mm. yeah get the games in quick as far thick and fast until the winter comes and then we'll worry about that after that yeah absolutely uh, so we haven't done this for a couple of weeks because you've been away how's everything outside of football yeah all well enjoying the sunshine now it's here yeah. at last yeah yeah we've been doing some work in the house we're getting doing some bits and pieces so we've had electricians in and carpenters in doing bits and pieces so uh big try busy organizing that yeah um we've been away for two weeks which is which is really good so we don't normally i don't normally have a two-week holiday but it's nice you know to get away from everything so um, we'll be definitely doing that again and you know it's nice to stay in this country yeah the only thing that let us down was the weather but we had plenty of nice walks and ice cream so um yeah it was a nice relaxing holiday back to reality now but you know it's you know the kids go back week for week oh, so, so you know you know that the six weeks soon definitely goes fast at, at the summer holidays and we'll we'll get to go from there really so yeah just moving on and um yeah nice to have football and 
my moods will be uh, up and down regarding that on a Saturday after, evening after that when it goes on. So. Yeah, I will look forward to your call on Saturday night because you either, as you say, your first words will either be uh, expletive. Well, actually, either way, either way, the first word will be an, ex- an expletive. Yeah, so it's just, but it's just going to be whether it's a happy one or a sad one, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I will also say to you on Saturday night, I explained the hundred to Sarah, the cricket, because I watched right. the final. Yeah, and she thought it was quite a good idea. I'm sure it is, and I'm glad people have enjoyed it. I look forward to it when it's been played in Canterbury. Well, yeah, yeah, and home. Yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? No, I, I, no, no. Um, I've yeah, got, she... I, as I've said all along, I haven't got a problem with the format, and I'm glad people have enjoyed it. The problem I've got is with the the fact that the the counties who host these, who are lucky enough to play at big stadiums, are just going to be raking it in. While the Kents and the Sussexes and the Essexes of this world, who are all massively traditional names in 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 the great sport of cricket, are just left to fend for themselves. And and that it's going to. I, I worry that in five years' time, you won't be able to watch any cricket in Kent. And and that's what that's what worries. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know whether. I think it's somebody said though. That there's no, you know, when I as a kid, my dad would take me to the Folkestone or something or Canterbury mm. for the day to watch county championship but somebody said that there's no county chat so the kids are off for six weeks yeah you know, because it's all been taken up by the hundred so they they, they need to sort that out the whole summer holidays there, there was the 50 over competition but that was obviously just like a reserve competition because all the best players have been cherry-picked to yeah. go and play in this in this in this hundred and and that was the problem and, and kent just got walloped in it every week what what, what was the fun you know, where was fun? And they didn't even play in the games at, at Canterbury. And this is this is all part of the problem. There, there was a real money problem in cricket. And but the summer months now, Kent likes to have concerts on at the ground, and that's the only time they can do that to try and get some money in, so to keep the help keep the club afloat. So that's why it makes me pig sick, to be honest. That Surrey, who've already got plenty of money, get a Test match there. I've now got this hundred as well coming in, and yeah, all right, they may not be paying, they may not get all the money, they may not get all the ticket sales. It may be going into the ECB, and it may be going on the players, etc., etc., yada yada yada. But they're still to getting all the bar takings, aren't they? You know, they're, they're still making something out of it. And at the end of the day, the bloody Surrey team is called the Oval Invincibles. And if people who live near Surrey want to go and see cricket again, they can go to Surrey. Whereas for you and your family, if you want to go and see cricket, you'd have to go to. You, you can go to Canterbury, but it's not the game that you've been watching that you've got to understand. And that is why this whole thing sucks. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go out of the way to go and watch it, but I watch it on the telly. So like 95% of the people I would have thought, unless you live close to it. So I can see where it's coming from from that. But I say she thought it was quite a good, she could understand what it was. She didn't see the end, but she got bored. But, but she thought it, it was a better format from going from there. Yeah, well, good. as I say, I'm glad it worked. I'm glad people enjoyed it. It just wasn't for me. I I managed as a as a big cricket fan to not see a single ball of the whole competition, which I'm very very proud of, and I will continue that tradition uh, for as long as it goes on. There's nothing on the telly at the minute, is there? It's all a bit. Baptiste, have you watched Baptiste? I watched. We finished that weeks ago. Oh, right, we, that, we've we, got two left now. We're we just hammered our way through that. Watch that. Yeah, good, that? good. A rare thing that with time jumps where it wasn't confusing, so that was quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, enjoyed that. Um, yeah, just yeah, no, not what else going on. Uh, Ghost, have you watched Ghost yet? I've not. No, I know you Again, love that. We do love. We, we, yeah, it's a very good program. So we've watched. You know, it's all on iPlayer now. So we watched that. So that is a good, good program. I do, I do like that. And I do tweet the guy, but he never replies back. So I can no. do it again. Uh, so, maybe you could get him to vote for us in these awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I tweeted because he's got mini snails as well. I thought he might say like that. So. Um, from there, I will send you that picture. Are you in front of your phone now? Are you? I am, yeah. Let me do that. I have it I here. 
Uh, let me find that thing from here. Let me just do that to you so you can see it from there and see. There you go. It's going now. Okay. Dog from there. What's that? So, yeah, so that's um, uh, no, so nothing, no, nothing. There must be loads of stuff coming soon because it's that time of the year, September, October time that all the good stuff comes on. <laughs> I, 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 I used to have moves I like that. that when I'm feeling down. That's very good, that. It's yeah, very so good. Got to learn her moves from me there, though, I would have to say. So there you go. Yeah, although your wife looks more receptive to that than she probably was to your moves. <laughs> exactly, that's what my mother-in-law said, yes. Exactly. I'd have been Excellent. chucked out of the house and never been seen again if I tried those moves. Yes. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening to the show this week. Thank you to all three of our guests for their time. As always, a massive good luck to all of our teams who are playing over the weekend. Uh, it's going to be some great football. And as we always say, if you can get out to see a game, then definitely do. There will be something for you and it won't be far from your house. So make sure that you try and get along and watch some, some entertaining football over the weekend. It should be absolutely brilliant. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook if you search for Kent Only Podcast. I am at John Phipps 81 Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, don't forget, you can vote for us at the awards. I did go over that at the start and I, I did tweet out how to do it as well. So do keep an eye uh, on that. We will we appreciate every single person uh, who will be voting for us in that it's it's uh it's well it's we're really chuffed to be honest it's it's all decent uh, but yes thank you everybody for listening and we will speak to you all next week on the kennelly podcast united six over athletic nil